In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles The Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink, with me, my co-host, somewhere out there, (laughs) the queen of East Bridgewater, the blonde bombshell, and Ronway Kerrigan. Well, good evening. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little fuzzy, but yeah, you sound all right. You can hear the queen, eh? Don't, don't spit into the mic. <laughs> I'm not I, spitting. Yeah, you're, you're coming in broken up a little bit, so oh. just warn oh. you. So t- maybe turn down your oh. volume a little. Okay, let me see what I can okay. do. Yep. Put the, put the wine down for a little bit. Oh, damn. Mm. So anyways, Anne, uh, I was uh, at Northern Essex Community College today. And uh, are you there? Yep, I'm sorry. I was trying to adjust my volume. Okay, good. So anyways, uh, the broken upness is Ron's fault. Fine, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, it was interesting because um, I addressed all these students. They're like, um, I don't know, they're 20 years old or something. It was, I went in there and I said, well, I'm, I'm a graduate. In fact, uh, of course, you guys weren't born when I went here. And then, come to think of it, I don't think your parents were born when I went there. <laughs> yeah. so, God, it when was the like children. It was, it was all children. It was unbelievable. But they loved oh, yeah. it. The That's hour right. just flew by. That's excellent. That's excellent. So, did they ask you about the horse and buggies back in your day? Yeah, the horse and buggy ghost hunting, right? That's what yep. we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we are broadcasting live, by the way, at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. And if you're not doing anything and you are in the area... Please drop by because we have a pair of uh, Lisa William uh, tickets that we want to give up. And Williams, Lisa Williams, right? Lisa Williams tickets, which are, I mean, those are kind of expensive, I think. I don't know, since I wouldn't pay money for gold. <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know I'm cheap. You know that. Nothing like but supporting anyway. your, local, um, your local psychic medium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and can you bring your volume down just a little bit? Because you're really coming in fuzzy on this end. Sorry about that. Okay. I, I'll try. Hold on. Do that, please. Thank you. The models of science. Anyway. All right. So we have a great show to, with us tonight. We have a I very, know. very special guest. That's much better. Okay, good. 
Yeah, we have a very, very special guest. She is a psychic medium. Uh, she's written oh, a trillion books. Uh, she is none other than Carol Lynn. Hey, Carol. Hello. Good to be here. Hi, Carol. Really? I'm just, I'm really happy to be here. Are you just saying that? No, I like to talk to people. Okay. <laughs> well, before we talk to you, we actually have to take a break because we have to play a new episode of Beyond Bizarre. Lousy disease. Psoriasis, or the lousy disease, is a malady in which tumors or eruptions of the skin, when sliced or burst open, are found to teem with lice. The disease dates back to ancient times. Aristotle described it in his History of Animals, and there are many accounts dating back to the 2nd century BC. It was widely believed that this disease was divine punishment. While numerous famous cases of this horrifying infestation exist in literature and medical records, its actual existence was the subject of extensive medical debate. Many doctors and scientists offered evidence to disprove the disease, claiming that it was impossible for lice to erupt under the skin in such a fashion. One of the lousy disease's distinguishing characteristics was the lack of pus or fluid. The infestations were dry and would produce eruptions only of lice. It was well known by the 1800s that lice and other small creatures could and did infest unclean areas or infected wounds. But the idea that lice could produce the lumps themselves was laughed at as a legend akin to dragons by many medical professionals of the 19th century. However, modern archaeologists have proven the existence of a kind of mite that produces tumors on birds. When sliced apart, the lumps spill forth no fluids, but rather hundreds of the tiny, wriggling bodies of the mites. Another freaky fact from Barla Ventura's Beyond Bazaar, available now wherever books are sold. Wasn't that real cool, huh? Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> so you're not eating your pizza now, are you? I no, sir. Uh-uh. Ew. <laughs> And that, of course, was, was Viola Ventura and Beyond Bizarre. She has written two books, Beyond Bizarre and Bizarre Than Bizarre. I don't know what the other one is. It's something <laughs> or other. And she's the same publisher as, uh, as you, uh, Carol. Yeah? Yeah. They publish all kind of books. Evidently, from <laughs> psychic mediums to... To lice. Freaky lice things. <laughs> oh, you, you, ooh, we have to ask her to do, like, normal bizarre things and not, like, throw up bizarre things. You know? Yeah, yeah. Really. Anyways, <laughs> so let's bring on our guest. Carol, Carol is a uh, psychic medium. Uh, wait a minute. It says here, uh, you are featured on the prestigious site bestpsychicmediums.com. That's Ooh. right. So what is that? Is that like a listing of the best psychic mediums? Well, it's not a site that you can just go on because you want to go on it. You have to, in a sense, audition for it. Really? Yeah. It's not easy to get on. So, I mean... You have to do an evidential reading... Really? ...to get on the site and prove that you, you know, can do what you say you can do. Hmm. It's a good <laughs> thing nobody tests me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long have you been involved in, you know, what you do, which is uh, being a psychic medium? Which, well, let me ask you this before we even get into that. It's called psychic medium. What's the difference between, I mean, a person who's like a psychic, a person who's a medium, and a psychic medium? Well, the word psychic medium is something that really started in this country, and to tell you the truth, to me, it's a marketing word. 
Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's what psychic medium started being called by somebody in this country. But generally, um, if we talk about a medium, which is the more traditional word, a mediumistic reading is where a reader is connecting with the spirits of loved ones who passed on and proving that they're in connection with that relative by bringing, or loved one or friend, by bringing um, evidence about them. That's a mediumistic reading. Okay. What we would call a psychic reading is a reading that is more about things that are currently going on in your life. And psychic readings, psychic readings are all over the place. I mean, what one psychic thinks a good reading is is very different maybe from what another psychic thinks. Mm -hmm. There's a wide, wide range of what's called a psychic reading. To me, a psychic reading at its best is, is a reading where the reader can really tune in to the, the soul of the client they're working with, can tune into their life and bring them good guidance. Okay. But there are those who would disagree with me. There are those who think that the best psychic reading would be a reading that is full of predictions, like a fortune telling. I don't believe in that as much as some other psychics. Does do. that go into the free will thing where your life can change because you're no, I am more a free will advocate and mm -hmm. believer. That's been my experience. Predictions do come through in my readings, but I'm not going to give one just because a client's asking for one to satisfy the client. All right, so do you do tarot cards? No. Okay, all right. But I have, I have nothing against tarot cards or any kind of tools being used. To me, it's all about who's doing the reading. Mm -hmm. You know, you could do a bottle cap reading. <laughs> you That's true. It's very, very <laughs> well true. You could use any kind of tool. It just depends on the um, quality of reading from that particular reader, how tuned in the reader is during that particular reading. It's funny you mention that because last week on the show we had Dawn and Laura here and they did readings and well for those who do know me I realize that I didn't believe in a lot of this stuff. I didn't believe in mediums, didn't believe in psychics but just because I don't believe them it doesn't mean I don't check and see if there's validity out. So I actually did my cards as well and gave out readings and I'm told I'm pretty decent at this, so which is interesting. Uh, the way I receive these cards, and they're actually fairy cards, uh, was Elizabeth Foley, who is an, an angel expert, was on my show one time, and she gave them to me. And so I am able to do, at least I think I am able to do, readings over the air with these cards, uh, even though I have no training at all. And, you know, the, the every deck of cards gives you a little book with the, the mm -hmm. means. I don't use that. So kind of like what you're talking about, the bottle caps, is I just take these cards and I look at it and whatever comes through. So it's more of a tool than... It's a tool. I yeah. mean, you might be able to do it whether you looked at a card or not. Exactly. But this gives you a focal point, exactly. I think. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So you, you're, you, you're in agreement with that then, right? Oh, yes. I have nothing against it. You ask if I do it. No, I don't. No. I don't use any of those tools in my mm -hmm. readings. But um, I use them in classes sometimes, you know, as ways to tune in. I use them with my students. And I, I, I think they're fine. I think any kind of reading is good depending on the reader. Okay. You, get, you guys, uh, we're talking to the fast audience we have here. Uh, <laughs> have have you ever had a reading either with Cheryl or Lisa? Mm -hmm. Cheryl, have you had? A, how was it? Um, very accurate, actually. Yeah. I, I use an astrologer, and every six months I really I have her do my my charts, and it's pretty accurate. Oh, actually, you know what? This is thing of Mike. Since you guys are there, 
Diego. Yeah, because I can't. I, I can't hear them. Yeah, I know. I'm just giving them a mic. I just realized that. Great. So that, um, I do. Um, I've had an astrologist for about three or four years. I don't live by it, but every six months I check in, and she's been very accurate with my readings as far as where I am and where I'm going in my life. And she's, you know, told me things that I was in process of. So it's it's been very informative for me to do that. I've also had psychic readings mm -hmm. done. Um, some things have been on the chart, and then other things just didn't make any sense. But I also believe in, you know, things will open up and come up as they mm -hmm. come up. They you know, may not be that second, but as they're supposed to. So I think people find astrology very helpful. Yep. And, and who is your astrologer? Um, her name is um, Anna Noor Forma, and she's up in Maine. Oh, cool. Very yeah. cool. She actually does a radio show also, I believe. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. So, <laughs> she's been great. Hello. We had another customer. Are they customers? Uh, i <laughs> Whatever. And what about you, Lisa? Mm, nothing. nothing? All right. So let me get that back then on there. So I won't give you that every so often because I, I do want to talk to you. Especially. <laughs> uh, Ian, you're still with us? Yes, I'm still here. I'm still okay, here. Okay, so what, what, have you ever had a reading? I have had a reading. I've, I've had a few readings, some better than others. Um... I have to say that the last reading I had was dead on. Mm -hmm. Like, was, was that for me? No, no, dear, it was not. Okay. <laughs> All right, so anyways, that's our little piece on readings and psychic cards. So let's go back to Carolyn. So, Carolyn, when, when did you first realize that you were a medium? Seriously, I mean, you just woke up one day and found you one? No, or, uh... you know, I knew I was psychic since I was a little kid. But that, to me, had to do with mental telepathy, ESP, all that sort of thing. I mean, that was their... Well, what about your parents? Did your parents encourage you, or did they... My parents understood that I was psychic, and, and that was okay. I discovered in, it uh, with a friend. Mm -hmm. There was a friend named Peter, and he and I just could read each other's minds. And we were even tested eventually. Really? Yeah, at the American Society for Psychical Research in New York City. Yeah. We were in our 20s. We were tested. But it was it's kind of like was that last year? sending... No. <laughs> no, that was a long time ago. Um, but, you know, I wasn't particularly interested in it. I mean, I didn't see the point of it. And I was interested in being a musician. So I was a musician, singer, you know, voice teacher, guitar teacher, that kind of thing. And then... In my 40s, I started seeing spirits. The first spirit I ever saw was the spirit of my dog, after my dog had passed. Did it scare you? No. No, it didn't scare me. I mean, I was happy to see my dog, and, you know, I naturally, like most people, that was my first experience. I thought, maybe, well, am I making this up or what? But it was so real. It was like walking, watching my dog walk across the room, but I could see through it. It was like my dog wrapped in saran wrap. That's the best <laughs> way I can explain what it looked to me. Really? Yeah. And um, then nothing happened for a while. And then I became, I was a musician and writing a lot of songs. And I noticed that sometimes when I was writing songs, I would go into this other kind of altered state of consciousness. And the song was just there. The whole thing, all the music, all the words. I could just sing it onto a tape and it was there. While other songs I struggled to write, you know? And I thought, what is that? How does that coming through? Right. And it felt very mystical to me. And then I got interested in, in what a lot of people call channeling. 
And I tried it. I started experimenting with it. And all kinds of stories and poems. Okay, channeling. That's an interesting yeah. one. Now, what is exactly channeling? Because when you think of channeling, you think of somebody that's getting messages from someone and it goes through. Is that what we're talking about? Or is it um, channeling beyond that? Well, you have to ask each person who channels how they think of it. Because some people who channel feel that they reach a particular person. I channel Robert, or I channel Michael, or whatever. That was not my experience at all. Mm -hmm. I was thinking that would happen because the, everybody else I'd ever known who channeled knew who they were channeling. But when I started channeling, I felt like I reached an energy, a force. And it was through that, I, I did that for quite a few years. I, I found a teacher to help me, Mariah Marston, who is a, a fairly well-known channel. And um, we kept looking for a particular individual, but it wasn't that. So I didn't try to make it that. So I, you're more open to the universe? I, I don't know. I feel like I'm reaching a force. I've given it a name because I need, I'm a human being, so I need to name it. Yeah, we all So do, I yeah. call it the energy or I call it my guidance. But no way do I feel that the force I'm connecting with is personified in any way. Okay, so if I start personifying it, that will be because I'm doing that. So do you think of it more as that you're tapping into a greater consciousness? Yes, but I don't think it's the only greater consciousness out there. Okay, right. <laughs> That's the best way I can put it. Mm. I feel like I'm tapping into a force, a creative force that has knowledge. I mean, sometimes when I'm channeling, things come through knowledge for people I'm channeling for, I don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. uh, in the same way, you know, that might happen in a mediumistic reading. It was through the channeling I discovered I was a medium. So by doing that, you discovered that you were a medium? Well, in channeling sessions, suddenly spirits started showing up. All and right. people who were there recognized the spirits. And so I said to this force that I speak to, what's going on? And I was told, this is what you're going to do. You're going to start now communicating with the spirits of people who used to live in physical bodies. And this was the first I'd ever heard about this. It sounds sort of silly, but I, w I told some of my friends, and they said, maybe you're a medium. And I actually said, what is that? Not medium, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So it was already happening. I didn't know the word. And they said, well, why don't you, you know, check this out. Why don't you go to a spiritualist church? Went to a spiritualist church and, you know, everything opened up and the rest is history. Now, that's interesting. You mentioned the, the spiritualist church because I have some good friends in the spiritualist church. And, and I do ghost hunting, which is mm -hmm. we look for or investigate haunted locations. And I always wondered... You know, uh, and, and we do some of these events to raise money for preservation, like for uh, Wood Island Lighthouse or, Fabulous. or uh, you know, different places. But anyways, so some of these people go to these things that are in the spiritualist church. And I always wondered, well, why would you go to this? Because you're in the spiritualist church. You work with spirits all the time. And they said it's different. And so I always... Different than what? The, the ghost hunting is a little bit different than dealing with the spirits in the spiritualist church. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure it is. Well, it's a different experience. I mean, when you're ghost hunting, I've, I've been to a few things like that. Mm -hmm. You're going into a location and you're looking 
to see what's going on there, right? Right. right. When you go to a spiritualist church, you're going to a church service. Right. So are you calling spirits in? Um, I don't know if we're calling them in, but during the mediumship, they, they come through. But there are a lot of other parts of a spiritualist church service. People go to it for healing. There's a laying on of hands, a mm -hmm. healing service, and people really get a great deal out of that. We don't feel that we heal anybody, but we do feel as he we're channels of healing, of universal healing. And a lecture is given, an inspirational lecture is given by the speaker that day. Then there are, in some churches, there's live music, inspirational live music. And then the, the guest speaker, medium of the day, does a demonstration of mediumship. And quite a few in the group will get a reading. So that's why a lot of people go there, for the okay. healing, for the inspiration, and also they might get a reading. Hmm. What's really interesting is that when we do ghost hunting, a lot of times uh, we run into spirits that have nothing to do with the property, have nothing to do with the people that are there. They're what I call street ghosts, and that's just a spirit that comes in because they realize people are trying to contact the other side and they want to be heard. So oh, I could see that. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, like a moth to flame. So it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I know one particular case, and I've, I've spoken about it many times, where a spirit that was in a location, uh, this other spirit had just recently passed, but, but somehow wasn't had enough energy or whatever it is to, to be able to communicate. So it actually communicated through another spirit, which was kind of a unique mm -hmm. thing. So that, that was kind of neat. But... You know, your story is making me think of something that happened when I was working down in Puerto Rico. Mind if I tell this story? No, no. We were. Well, I was on what, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was like the Tonight Show of Puerto Rico. And, <laughs> and um, they were doing a special. El Nocho. We, we feel, I, yeah, and, and also we filmed a special, and they brought in all these politicians that I was to read for. And before I went on the show, I went into the makeup room, and they were doing my makeup. And I had this strange feeling while the, the woman was doing my makeup, but I didn't think too much of it. And when I went to do the show, I told the producer, I said, you know, anything can happen. I know these politicians are each going to sit down to get a reading, but it could be that a spirit will come in for the cameraman. You know, we don't know right. what spirits come in. They don't necessarily, they don't care about your plan for the show. <laughs> so, anyway... So the first person came and sat down. He was some, you know, great guy in the town or whatever. He sat down, and I gave him the description of a spirit plus the name. He didn't understand anything I was talking about, which did not make me happy at the time hmm. with the camera rolling. Right. <laughs> but the makeup lady was sitting out, you know, uh, you know, out of the view of the camera, and she raised her hand, and she said, that's for me. So I said, can she come on? Well, they let her come on. Now we got rid of this guy and the makeup lady sitting in the chair. She understood everything in the name. See? Well, after the show was over, my producer told me that the makeup lady, before I got there, had begged her, can I get a reading from Carol Lynn while she's doing makeup? The woman had, the producer had said, no, you can't ask her under any circumstances. Well, this woman's, this makeup lady's sister had passed recently. And uh. that sister was the one who came through in spirit. And she came through against all odds. Now, I must have had some feeling about this because I said to the producer, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So it was it was a very interesting uh, experience for me. See, a lot of that we don't understand is that, <laughs> is that things happen for a reason. They really do. Yeah. And right. uh, we do this event in Salem as part of the Festival of Dead of the Year called Voices of the Dead. And basically, it's different methods of, of spirit communication. And for some reason, this this uh, woman and her son came to it. Uh, they saw it in the flyer or something. They came like three hours early, wanted to know if they could sign up that day and everything else. So we said, yeah, sure. And, and they came and we did all the things. But the interesting thing is that her husband had just died oh, not too long ago. And all the different uh, experiments we were doing, we, we had Ouija boards, we had automatic writing, we had all, all different little methods of communicating. And a lot of the messages were for her. So she came there for a reason, right. which is, is kind of a neat. Yeah. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. And I think if you're open to whatever spirits come through, even if it's not what's planned, then, you know, you're going to get the most authentic experiences. Right. I have, right. I have a question. Can I ask a question? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we can understand you, you can. Oh, I'm trying. I'm speaking softly. That's can you hear me? Softly is good. Softly, we can understand you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Carol, when you do a reading, do you physically, like, you hold the person's hand? Do you just sit with them? How do you, since you don't use cards, how do you do that? This is a, this is a great topic because, you know, mediums have very different opinions on this. Um, I do never hold the hand of a client if they're having a mediumistic reading. And I don't want any pictures or I don't want to hold the watch of someone who died because it would be too easy for me to learn a lot about the spirit from holding the hands of the client. Or if I hold a watch in my hand, I might know a lot about the spirit through something called psychometry, reading the energy on that watch. Right. But it, that may keep me from actually connecting with the spirit. If I So I... Stay as far away from from any any knowledge or holding the hand. Now, in a in intuitive reading, this is different because now I want to connect with the spirit of my client. I'm not trying to connect with the spirit's grandmother, who is in a different realm. I'm trying to connect with the spirit of my client, who is right there inside that client's. Physique, really? You know? Yeah, uh, yeah all right, right there. I know, so. I know we're, we're coming up to the, to the break right now, but uh, I want to talk a little bit more about this because you're actually contacting the spirit who is there. So anyways, right. you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation <laughs> on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Uh, we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDoeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Doeswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Druggynet.com. You've got it because you... Yeah, I've got it. Okay. And we're back on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Yes, we are. And that is my lovely host. And and where are you? You're in your your, uh, bunny slippers and uh, jammies? You got it. Glass of wine. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. It's a wicked laugh if you ever ask one. Anyways, I want to know about how you contact the spirit of a person who's sitting there. Like, if I was to go to the lease or I could talk. Wait a minute. If I'm talking to a spirit, aren't I talking to her? Well, if, all right, you're a spirit in a physical body. I am. We all are. Exactly. Everybody living is is a spirit in a physical body. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking, what's your name again? Lisa. Lisa. Okay. If you're talking to Lisa and you're sort of on the personality level, hello, Lisa, how are you? Mm-hmm. How was your day? Blah, blah, blah. Then you're talking to her from your general, usual state of consciousness. Okay. If you're doing, when you do your angel readings, yeah. you probably go into a different state of consciousness, a different part of yourself that knows really? things you That's wouldn't... That's spooky. <laughs> oh, that knows things you wouldn't ordinarily know. You're going into, let's say, the spirit of yourself. Huh. And you're tuning into the spirit of her. So basically, you're tuning out reality... And oh, going whoa, into whoa, whoa, wait. <laughs> <laughs> reality, reality. Mm. Mm. This is going to be hard, I can tell. <laughs> You're going to make depends, me think it, now. It, no, it depends on what you think is reality. Oh, that's true. I mean, reality, reality is, much, is relative. It, reality right. is much, much broader than just your conscious mind. And, All right, and so you're tuning world. out your you know physicality. That. Yes, thank okay. you very much. <laughs> okay, so I, I do understand that because, um, once again, when I first started the New England Ghost Project, I did not believe in mediums, didn't believe in psychics, didn't believe in a lot of the metaphysical stuff, but was, of course, open enough to see if there's validity, and of course I know that a lot of it is mm-hmm. very valid. So, I consider myself right now a dumb psychic, <laughs> and basically, no comment on uh, I, I was going to. And a, a dumb psychic, in, in my terminology, is a, uh, a person who things just come to them. They don't try to sit down and try to read anything. It just comes to them. No, no. So, we're, we're, uh, we're talking about going into a part of yourself. So, like, you're actually 
Well, I'm going to talk to Lisa for a minute. Can I talk to Lisa since we're... You can talk to the Pope for all I care. I mean, that's what the show's about. Well, as I tune into Lisa's spirit, I think ethics... Is, is she going to talk back to us? I hope she'll talk back okay, to us. Okay, then yeah, she needs I think that ethics is terribly important to her. Lisa, say something so we know that you're alive. I'm here. Lisa, is it true that ethics is terribly important to you? Yes. Um, because for you to do something, it has to have a lot of meaning, not just for you, but you have to feel it's somehow going to reach the world. Sure, I'd say that's accurate. I just, I just think that um, as, as you go on in your life, you're going to even be more and more on that path because you, are, you have a lot of empathy for people. Yes, I do. I mean, when somebody talks about the fact that they cut their leg, you probably feel it in your leg. You get jelly legs, right? You can yeah, feel a yeah, sensation. Yeah. That kind of person, you're very, very sensitive. Well, see, that shows, her spirit shows in her energy to me that she's very, very sensitive. Somebody else might not feel what she feels. Okay. Still confusing. Wow. Too to confusing. Me. Still confusing. So Well, it, it shows in her energy. Oh, so you were reading, are you reading her Aurora? I don't, I don't call it that. Or whatever it is. What's it called? No, I, I just. What is I it called? Aurora. My spirit okay. connects with her spirit. That's what I feel. About oh, her. now I get it. I get the, it's the old thing, right? Yeah, it's a ch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I understand that. That I can understand. So that you're reaching out and touching her. Psychically. It's like Ma Bell. Psychically. <laughs> All right. So now, how did, how did you... How did you pick up on Lisa here? I mean, why why Lisa? Why not Sherry there? Well, we were talking about Lisa. Mm -hmm. You know, we kept saying, if you were talking to Lisa, we kept talking about Lisa. Mm -hmm. And I started tuning into Lisa because we were talking about her. Uh, so if I talk to Sherry or... I forget your name and I know it. Who's your spirit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is it? EJ. EJ, there you go. God. Okay, so if Ice was talking about EJ, you would pick up on EJ if we I kept bringing it up in our conversation? Maybe. All right, so it, I it's... I mean, I wasn't really trying to pick up on Lisa. So, I, we, I were talk, we were talking to Lisa, and Lisa, 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 Lisa! Oh, he's Lisa! <laughs> so, anyway, you, that bond became built, and, and it was like the... And you tapped into that little... Is that how it works? Or not? Yeah. I'm not as crazy as I look, evidently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now, I, uh, let's, let's move on to a different subject on that one because right. I'm going to be thinking about that for months. Um, <laughs> you have, uh, first of all, there's a couple things I do have to ask you. Let me check the time because we have to give away these tickets away too. Okay. All right. We're good with that. All right. So... I have two subjects I want to talk to you, so don't let me go without talking. The first thing is reincarnation. Okay. And have you written a book about reincarnation, kind of? No, I haven't. I've mm -hmm. written a chapter about it in Cosmic Connection. Oh, maybe that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Laura told me to talk. Because you have a kind of unique view of reincarnation? Well, yeah. Um, I call myself a, re a past life agnostic. Uh, you and me both. Okay. Um, I've... 
With mediumship, I've had so much proof of it. I've had so many things happen that have made me absolutely know that we can communicate with the spirits of people who passed on. But nothing has personally happened to me that convinces me of reincarnation. That doesn't mean it's not true. Mm -hmm. I've read the books, I've read um, some of the studies, you know, a young boy goes into a town and he sees a, a house and he says, that's where I used to live, and he can tell you all about that house. But mediums can do that. I've been in houses where I could tell you all about the house. That's true, because you're picking up on energy. I'm picking up on the energy. It's in the walls. So for me to believe in reincarnation, I need to have some kind of an experience that will absolutely prove it to me, because I don't believe things unless I have my own experience of it. And I don't expect other people to believe things unless they have their own experience. Okay, we actually have a question from the chat room, uh, not the chat room, from uh, online, from Sarah. So we want to bring Sarah on. All right, I can do it. Hello, Sarah? Hi. Hi, how are you? Good. I'd, I'd like to ask um, if you have had experience of knowings, knowing things without having any idea where the information came from. I've had this experience, and I just wanted to know what it is about. Usually when I have an experience like that, I, it's attached to something. I know what it has to do with. But that's my experience. Did you want to say something about your experience? Well, I'd like to know where it comes from. I, it seems to be out of the blue. And I'll get, it, I'll get this, I don't want to say a voice in my head, but it's information. And it's mm-hmm. not connected to anything that I'm doing. And for one, what? the one, the most, I guess the most glaring example would be one time um, I had been under a lot of stress and worried about money, and all of a sudden this voice came to me at a really odd time. I was actually putting out the trash, and <laughs> the voice said, um, the things that you worry about are not important. Well, I can't actually know for sure what happened to you because I'm not inside your head and it didn't happen to me, but I'll tell you, you know, what it might be from my perspective. It could be that a part of your consciousness, your higher self, created that and you heard that to help yourself. It could be that some kind of a spiritual um, guidance force spoke to you and that you put it into words. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I mean, if you believe in a, a guardian spirit or a guardian angel, uh, then sometimes that could account for it as well. That's right. You know, we do. I do believe that spirits come back to help us. I, uh, I definitely felt it was something um, not of my own making. Absolutely. Well, next, if the next time this happens to you, try to stay with that energy as it mm-hmm. comes to you, and say, "Who are you?" Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> you know, a good idea. Is That's this, actually a real good idea. Know, like, look into it. Are you? Is this my grandmother talking to me, or is this <laughs> a spiritual force I don't know, or is this my own inner self? You know, investigate it. Is it Elvis? And, we want to yeah, know. Yeah, you know, and, who is it? What I, what I used to do with all my experiences at the beginning, and I kept a notebook, and I wrote down every dream that I had that was important, every experience like you're talking about. I put in a notebook, mm-hmm. and after a while, all these notes started to 
give me a picture that was a pattern and I started to understand what was happening to me. I, I tell people to be their own psychic detective. Mm -hmm. you know, look at everything and investigate it and write it down. I wish I could have things happen more often. It's just very sporadic. I've, I've had I a you, I think if you start writing it down, mm -hmm. you will be creating an atmosphere around yourself where it'll be more likely to happen. Mm. You could also go to a class. Mm -hmm. you know, look in your area and see if there's a, a class in a New Age bookstore or if you're interested in things like mediumship, you could go to a spiritualist church. They have mm -hmm. circles. There are lots of things you could do mm -hmm. that would give you an opportunity to have this kind of thing happen to you more often with the guidance of a teacher, which is great. Mm -hmm. Where are you from, Sarah? What, um, what I actually live in Rhode Island. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, so not, not too far. Churches in your area. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're send, actually send me an email, and I'll try to help you find a, a spiritualist church. Just go to my website; you'll see my email, carolyn.com. I, I think they're actually the ones that you speak at are not that far. You yep. speak in Plymouth. Yes, and, uh, I'm going to be in Watertown, uh, mm -hmm. Greater Boston Church of Spiritualism, this Sunday. Come mm -hmm. on over. There yeah, you go. I think I will. I think I will. Thanks. Sarah, Sarah, before you go, can you mm -hmm. give Eric your, uh, your your name and uh, contact number so that uh, we can enter you into the uh, drawing here for Lisa William tickets, Super. if you want. Super. All right. Thank you. Anything else? No, thanks. Well, there's lots. Thank of you very stuff. much, this Sarah. You have a good night. Thank you too. Thank you so much. Bye bye. And Eric, you, Eric, you want to take that care of that off the air, please? And he did. Okay, very good. So that, that's kind of interesting that, that she, this is new to her, but she had an experience that she can't explain, well, but she know what happened. That's yeah. how it starts, don't you think? I think so, too, yeah. And the more you do it, I think the more attuned you become. Mm -hmm. uh, and the spirits do know which, know you in, on the other side, right? What do you mean, they know me? They, well, they know, I mean, not particularly you, but people in general uh, <laughs> well I mean <laughs> I mean that didn't that come out worse than I expected but uh, yes they know other words yes okay they would know you because that's what you do I mean other words yes I think that happens the right more, the more readings you do the more spirits Thank you. start coming save through. my butt okay <laughs> Because I, I know that even in ghost hunting, the, the spirits begin to recognize. When we do, uh, for instance, EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomena, where you do digital mm -hmm. thing and the spirits will put their voice on it, mm -hmm. uh, we, one of the questions we always ask, do you know us? And we will get an answer. But it doesn't mean that they don't lie, too. Just keep that in mind as well. Uh, but, yeah, we, we have found that uh, spirits uh, do recognize you. And the more light work you do, the more spiritual work you do, the yeah. more recognized you become. Uh, one of my favorite stories is we were up in Benefit Pool and Maureen was a uh, trans channel, which we will talk about in a second, uh, a spirit of an old lady who uh, was, the place was haunted, it was a lobster pool actually, and the woman who ran it, there was this woman spirit there who wasn't associated with anything, it just, she just, this woman that ran it, 
just reminded her of her daughter. So she always hung around her and everything else. And so we were down there investigating, and uh, all, all of a sudden Maureen was uh, laughing. I says, what are you laughing at? She says, I can see this old lady. She's, she's looking at you when she's pointing her finger. She says, I heard about you. So, <laughs> Evidently, I have a reputation on the other side. Most spirits that know about you would probably do that. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Dan, they know about you as well, because Anne is also a paranormal investigator. Uh, She she investigates for East Bridgewater's Most Haunted, which is a TV show, and uh, she works with Mike Marquatz, who is a great EVP guy. Uh, He has his own therapist as well, but... Uh, it looks like we have another phone call. Uh, so why don't we bring on here? Bill, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing real well, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Outstanding. Do, do you have any wine for me or whiskey? or uh, I would be better. But Hi. anyways. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just had some wine for myself. Sorry about that. I Damn, how can everybody drink a wine but me? I don't get that. You know what? It's really funny because the last two events I did, um, somebody brought me a bottle of Jack Daniels, and then we did this Halloween event. Somebody brought me a, gla- a bottle of wine called Apparition. Uh, and so everybody thinks I'm a lush now because spirit, of this stupid spirit, radio. Spirit, spirit. Spirit, spirit. Anyway, Bill, I'm so- where, where are you from, Bill? I'm from Staten Island, New York. Oh, cool. And uh, do you have a question for us? Or a comment? I do. Okay. I do. Carol, um, I've been following you a little bit whenever I can on Facebook, and I think you're going to be in town toward the end of the year, and I hope to get to see you. But here's my question. I am trying to get over a series of family tragedies. I feel like in the past I have been on on the road to getting into my intuition, that kind of thing, which... And this whole tragedy kind of sparked it back up again. I was on it, fell off, got lost. <laughs> the tragedy has kind of sparked it up again, and I've been searching. But my problem is that I can't seem to get over, funny enough, the ghosts, quote-unquote, of what's happened. Is it... Um, when you say you and have I'm a not lot of sure tragedies, do, do you mean the loss of loss of people because they died, or or other kinds yeah. of tragedies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a finally, lot of losses. And you yeah. can't, that you can't get over. Well, yeah. I think one of the things that that really helped me in my life is when I realized that those who pass on are still there. Their spirits are still there. And that gave me a totally different understanding of life, because what that means to me also is that I will never die. My spirit will continue on. Now, that to me was both good and bad news. It was good news because it meant that I will never die. It was bad news because I realized I was going to be stuck with myself eternally. <laughs> and, and, what, and what that does, it, when you realize that, is it makes you... want to do the best you can possibly do in your life because when you cross over you can be taking your consciousness with you so the best thing you could do is is to realize that that you will be united someday with all those who have passed over and you want to be in the best shape possible when you greet them and in the meantime you can talk to them through the services of a good medium 
make understanding, understanding, understanding that life is eternal can really be helpful. You know what, Cal, I know that on one level. On this other level, though, I feel that I am so stuck in this. I guess well, it's you know a grief. What? You know what? Change your mind about it. Change okay. your mind. Instead of saying, I am so stuck, say 30 seconds from now, a miracle is going to happen. I'm not going to be stuck. Just try it and see what happens. Change your mind. Just try. Okay. And write me an email. I'll write back to you. I will. Thank you, you so much. That. Bill, do you uh, you want to be entered in for these tickets uh, of uh, Lisa Williams up at uh, in Rhode Island? I sure would. Thanks. Okay, um, Eric will take your name and uh, pertinent information off the air, and we will enter you into that. Have a great night, folks. Thank you. Well, thank you, and you have a good night. And thank you. Get better. Think positive. Okay. Second topics. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember that they were, but that's besides the point. Uh, anyways, I did mention that I work with a trans medium. And now yeah. we, we had a little discussion before we went on air about trans mediumship. Um, to me, Maureen is, is like the Whoopi Goldberg character in, in Ghost, where the spirit goes in her and uses the body. And believe it or not, there are some spirits on the other side who actually don't like me. So she has tossed me across the room before she's dislocated my finger before she's not that tough so uh you know we we have run into that problem but uh the thing is um that's my experience with the trans medium i mean she also trans mediums is, nice she, is she aware of what's happening or is she no, she's not when we wrote we wrote our book ghost chronicles which mm -hmm. is the the first book so and she's in a deep trance she's not at all aware she actually steps happening. away from her body in sure. fact this i always say that i know that like she's not faking or anything and but trust me you know because i'm very skeptical is that the few seconds from when uh the spirit leaves her body and the she enters it the body is what i consider dead there's no one there so which she just drops to the ground it's not like she swoons she drops she's hurt herself before so we we have to be careful about that so i mean it's that point where the body is vacant or spirit and you know it's pretty interesting to watch uh, i guess i've seen trans mediums in england particularly i think that was the second top i was supposed to ask you yeah um uk yeah, well, I've I've studied in England at the Arthur Finley College in Stansted. That's it. And, and there you go. There's, there's I've seen trans mediumship. I'm not a trans medium. Mm -hmm. That's all right. There's all different people who yeah. are different. You know, they, they all but have I their own different talents. Trans mediumship is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Freaky. When when I'm bringing through things, I you am, channel right. Well, I don't know if I, I don't use that word channel. Okay, that's fine. Okay. No, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, when I bring things through, I'm going into a different part of my consciousness and I'm connecting with other realms. Sometimes I'm connecting with a realm in which I'm meeting somebody's grandmother or grandfather and, and it's a mediumistic reading. Other times I feel I'm connecting with an even higher, with all due respect to your relatives and mine, you know, there are higher energies in spirit. When I go into a certain place within myself, I'm able to connect with that and bring through uh, things that I don't know otherwise. 
Okay, we actually have to take a quick break right now because we have to do cemetery tripping. So we'll be right back after cemetery tripping. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where each week I will feature a different cemetery that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taffophile or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Tonight, I would like to take you to the Old Hill Burying Ground in Concord, Massachusetts. It sits on the hillside overlooking Concord's Monument Square and is the oldest of the three cemeteries in Concord. It's located just down the street from the haunted Colonial Inn. With nearly 500 graves, the earliest existing stone is dated 1677. Old Hill was the original burying ground for Concord residents after securing their settlement in 1635. It was on land that could not be farmed, and because of its height, it was the first area to thaw in the spring. This thawing allowed for early burial of those who died during the winter and waited silently for a place in the warm earth. You will find lots of great stones here with classic examples of death's heads, hourglasses, skull and crossbones, urns and willows, coat of arms, and even some fabulous table stones. They are all amazingly well preserved. You will also have a fantastic view of the town of Concord from the hill. Local ghost stories abound about one particular stone in the cemetery, which has a very distinctive skull and an inscription that reads, All must submit to the King of Terror. Through Christ we conquer, rule, and reign forever. It is the gravestone of John Cumming, Esquire, who died in 1788 at age 60. He was a prominent member of society in Concord, serving as an officer during the Revolution and also as the local doctor, and was a generous supporter of Harvard University. Legend has it that those who approach it late at night have ominous feelings, as if they are being watched, see glowing red eyes in the skull, and the wind mysteriously picks up. People have been known to exit the cemetery in quite a hurry and not return. I wonder if Mr. Cumming chose that epitaph for his own stone, and why? If not, who did? This is a mystery that remains unanswered. If you wish to visit this cemetery, there's plenty of on-street parking. I happened to visit it on one icy cold and snowy January day, which made walking up the hill quite a challenge. Plan your visit for warmer weather, and you can also visit Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, which is just down the road and around the corner, or the Old Manse by the historic North Bridge, another haunted vocation. You won't be disappointed in this richly historical and spirited town. Okay, we are back, and we're just about out of time. So, Anne, you still with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, Anne, we're going to let you pick uh, the winner of this uh, uh, two tickets to Lisa Williams. Uh, you've got to pick a number from one through four. So, one, two, three, or four. Three. Sherry's the winner. Hey! Hey! You know what? Okay, I have to, 
I have to say this. She came here and she said she was going to win the ticket. She promised She's me psychic. she would. Anyway, so we're just about out of time. We want to get in. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. Pick, a, pick another number. Two. Two? Two. Okay, I have a book for Bill, and I will send that out to him. Uh, so anyways, we're just about out of time. So, Carolyn, and this has been a fun show. So here we go. Why don't you give us your website, your book, anything else? All right. Come see me on my website at www.carolyn.com, C-A-R-O-L-E-L-Y-N-N-E.com. And take a look at Cosmic Connection, Messages for a Better World. That's my newest book. And also Consult Your Inner Psychic. With these books, you're going to get in touch with your own spiritual experiences and maybe understand more about what's happening to you. So I want to thank you a lot for, for having me on the show. Oh, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, it's, it, I don't know, time just flies by. So I had, I had so many things to talk to you about because it's, people mention stuff about Europe. You had some weird experiences. Oh, there yeah, some. there's a lot to, well, have me back. We can do we'll that. We can more. do that. So we <laughs> want to thank our lovely audience. Woo! And uh, let's see, are we on the way eight? Way to go? Are we out or not out? And I would say not. Music is playing. Okay, the music is playing. Oh, good night and God bless everyone. Good night. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long leggedy be.